Talk Live. 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. You can give us a call at 855-450-3733. We do Free Talk Live live. Seven nights a week and just about 365 days a year. I think I don't think we've had a day off for many years, several years. Um, you know, <laughs> at least somebody's going to be here. Somebody, right? somebody's yeah. going to be here doing free talk live. So I if, think I got stuck doing it on Christmas Day last year or something like that. Like me, me and Julia came in did, with the was farm on, team. <laughs> was it on a uh, Sunday? Uh, yeah, I believe that, it that was would be the reason. So, yeah, I mean, this year it'll be Ian and crew in on, I think, I think Christmas is a Tuesday or something like that. I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you can give us a call at 855-450-3733. Not only do we give you seven nights a week from 7p to 10p Eastern time free, but you can go get archives of the show going back for many years uh, at archives.freetalklive.com. What other sh- show hosts charge you for or don't offer at all, we've got for you for free at archives.freetalklive.com. Well, we do have all kinds of show prep here to talk about, but Free Talk Live is a show where we take your calls, and that's the intention. So let's go straight to the phone calls. We've got Calvin calling from Rhode Island. Calvin, oh, what are you doing in Rhode Island? Um, wait, what? Go ahead. I was thinking it was uh, Calvin from Colorado. Oh, no. So what's on your mind? Oh, fuck the Jews. All right. Well, you got dumped. Yep. That didn't really work out well for you, buddy. (laughs) I guess they figured out, like, to call at the beginning of the program so that they more likely get on the air, I guess. I I guess. Anyway, we have much more exciting things to talk about. Indeed. Well, so um, what happens is, is if you say uh, one of, I think it's really four words, because there's supposed to be seven words that you aren't supposed to be able to say. And, um, you know. First off, we could immediately eliminate MFR because we've already got <laughs> F included in the list, right? Yeah, I mean, are you referencing George Carlin's seven Skit. dirty words? Yeah, yeah that was like um, the basis of some kind of Supreme Court decision about obscenity, right? Yep. And so they determined there was some court ruling about like not being able to say these seven dirty words, George Carlin's seven dirty words on the air. But over time, it's really kind of whittled down. To um, four. Yeah, to four. I believe you As can say- As culture has changed and- Things have gotten a little bit more. Right. Now, now, Free Talk Live is on a lot of news talk stations, and it is not our goal to uh, – and news talk stations have a higher standard of what they prefer not to be to have on the air. Right. But I believe you can talk about uh, you know, urine, the, uh, the, the, the colloquial for urine. It's uh, four letters and begins with a P. And I believe you can um, – I'm reasonably certain that you can also say the uh, colloquial for the female uh, breast that, that is uh, three letters mm-hmm. and begins with a T. Yep. So um, – I mean, I personally don't – care about the language but it's honestly it's kind of boring when they call in and just i don't understand why that's supposed to be funny do you i he's got the time he gets answered quickly i mean you know was how was he disincentivized uh now when they when they uh hang on there for an hour to do it that's just stunning yeah i guess there's really nothing else to do yeah what are you gonna do well, I mean, I did hear this week some people calling in about uh, being, you know, like hearing the podcast of Free Talk Live, mm-hmm. and they were upset because their kids were hearing it or something like that. And I guess, I mean, Free Talk Live's podcast doesn't promise to be perfectly clean every time. Sure. So it's a we're little not going to cut it out there. Buyer beware thing. Well, I mean. <laughs> but it's a great opportunity to just have an honest conversation about 
these words with your kids. I, I mean, think it's expectations for people. I don't think people are actually shocked by those words. I think they're shocked by where they hear those words. Yep. You know, I mean, the the same people that can see something on HBO that they would not be shocked by at all would be stunned and agog if they saw it on NBC. Right. And that's just, a, you know, I mean, there are times and places for things. I just don't know that. There are some like adult discussions that happen on Free Talk Live, too. Sure. Not necessarily in terms of the language, but the subject matter can run into that realm. Yeah. And we don't shy away from it. But, you know, we're we're not trying to shock you and titillate you, I guess. Right. I, At least I, we're not trying. Sometimes we do because we're just so sexy. But, yeah. <laughs> but, Titillation comes free. <laughs> but 8, do, 8.55, 4.50-free. Do you want to hear about your brain on holiday shopping? Mark? I want to hear about holiday shopping. I mean, a lot of people, I guess holiday shopping may even be over for some, but uh, there's a lot of people it's not over for. Yeah. For some people, it just kind of expands to fill whatever time the stores are offering things, right? I got Mrs. Edgington. A pair of footy pajamas. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I'm kind of jealous. I want some too. You know, I'm not 100% I sure I dig them. <laughs> well, yeah, I I guess if you get too warm in the middle of the night, there's only one option, right? Like mm-hmm. you can either take the whole thing off or you can leave it on, but there's no in between. <laughs> I felt like there was a lot of uh, uh, benefits to, you know, the two-piece pajama thing. If you got to use the bathroom, you just slide them on down, you know, slide down the bottoms and, you know, go. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it comes with a flap, the flap doesn't. I mean, really? Flap? Yeah. Come on. Flap? I mean, are you going to try to go through that thing? You can get it. It, 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 could, be, it could be bad. It couldn't go well, yeah. yeah. It could be bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we do have an article here about holiday shopping and sort of the psychological tricks that stores use to try to get people to spend more money. And they're kind of grouped. This is from Psychology Today. So they're, you know, kind of psychologists, experts in this field. Uh, and I think it's it's helpful for people to know about this, I guess, so that maybe they don't fall into the trap of spending more money than they want to spend, right? Um, it, the article starts off by saying that, um, you know, basically, uh, as evolved human beings, we're, we think we're rational, in-control shoppers, right? We um, uh, weigh yeah. the costs and benefits, compare prices, and we never buy on impulse or more than we need, right? <laughs> and everybody knows that's not true because yeah. people are really susceptible. People are susceptible. By the way, this is by Kit I am Nero. She's a psychology professor and professor of marketing, actually, at a university in California. But um, anyway, so it's it's a little lengthy, so I'm going to cut some off. But uh, the colors, actually, of red and green actually have a lot to do with people's appetite for spending. And this is true. You hear this about food restaurants, people too. People buy more when they see the colors red and green? Uh, this is what they say. Okay. Um, apparently, there's a study that says um, red is like a stimulating color. Okay. And waitresses wearing red receive 14 to 26% higher tips. All red or just a little red? Uh, I don't know. Red just, panties. <laughs> I guess it, it has to be able to be seen by the customer. Okay. Um, then waitresses wearing another color uniform. Well, I guess that'll get you a higher tip there, too. Uh, yeah, I, I guess if they can see the red panties. Is that That's what you're right. talking about? <laughs> You can test that out, Mark, if you want. (laughs) I don't know how that's going to work for me. (laughs) Another study on eBay, um, or or about shoppers on eBay, showed that they bid more aggressively for products shown against a red background than a blue background. Huh. Yeah. There you go. I've heard that the number seven gets people to buy, too, which is crazy because everybody uses the number nine. Like if something ends in a seven? Yeah, sevens. Sevens is your price is good. 97 cents. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I've seen this for um, placebo pills. Like when people get a placebo pill, 
you know, every study where they're testing a drug, they include a placebo, which is like mm-hmm. an inert pill that's supposed to not do anything. But of course, there is there is the placebo effect where people right. believe that they feel better even though the drug has, or they're not being given a drug. It's a big effect, too. It's not a little one. It's huge, yeah. In some cases, 30 to 40%, especially if the disease has a big psychological component, like mm-hmm. a, like pain or sure. um, depression or something like that. But um, red pills are actually cause the biggest placebo effect. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I would have thought that... It, um, it, I, I, I wouldn't have thought red. Red doesn't seem very natural. It seems a little disturbing. Yeah. If I once had to take these pills that were black and yellow. I'm like, good Lord, what the heck am I taking? <laughs> if they could have just made pills. it beige, I would have been more comfortable. Be- you know, beige and gray or something. I don't know. Something far less disturbing. Well, Free Talk Live's logo is yellow and black, right, Mark? I don't ingest it. <laughs> and then they also say green is an optimistic color associated with luck and wealth. Okay. It's also shown to have a positive effect on is creativity. Is this like written by one of these handwriting assessors? I mean, no, Well, she's a professor of marketing, so I, right. I guess she has some credentials okay. and psychology. Um, and so then they also go for the smells. Smells can... Now, I bet smells are huge. Yeah, because... Um, so the same parts of your brain that smell things also are tied to mood and memory. And so they try to tap into those, you know, the reptile brain, like your primal urges with the smells. I I, I hear that smells are, are huge in, in as far as selling products. So I think radio should incorporate that. Smell-o-vision. That's right. Yeah. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. You can just call and talk about anything you want. Holiday shopping, whatever it might be. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Hello, my friends. It's an election year and everybody wants you to vote for someone. I'm your verbal surgeon here to remind you to always vote for yourself first because you're an amazing individual of incredible talent and great skill. We need you to make this country a better place. Vote for yourself and vote for verbalsurgery.com to help you do that, baby. Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. You can give us a call, talk about anything you want to talk about. We've been here, uh, you know, talking about sort of buying triggers um, here on uh, Free Talk Live. And I wanted to tell you about the Free State Project. The Free State Project is a project to move 20,000 liberty-loving individuals to one state, and that state is New Hampshire, in order to find more freedom in their lifetimes. Um, If you want to find out more about that project, go to freestateproject.org. It's already been quite successful, and there's some copycats out there. So, uh, you know, make sure you're informed. Freestateproject.org. All right. Well, you know, we're going to get back here, uh, Stephanie, to the article uh, about uh, Christmas buying triggers. Is that uh, how you describe it? Yeah, sort of like tricks that they use to try to not to get sucked into. Sure. But uh, let's whip through some crankers first. Oh, goody. Carl, you're on the air. Fuck the Jews. Okay. Got him and dumped. There you go. You know, I, what I miss is Cobra Commander. 
You yeah. know, really good crankers. Come back, Cobra Commander. Like the best thing we can do is say bad things about uh, Jewish people. Come on, and yeah, it, it, it's so trite. Yeah. So boring. Thumbs right. down for me. <laughs> I got to wait for my uh, dump panel to uh, charge up here before we take the next one. So go ahead and give me another buying trigger, Stephanie. All right. Well, the Christmas music, this is this is one that I actually have a hard time believing because they, they're claiming here in this article that Christmas music evokes nostalgia and it elevates people's moods to a positive place. And I, I think just, it does for me. Do you really? Yeah. Because I, everyone I know... Maybe it's just who I know, like those reporters who are saying, I didn't know anyone who didn't vote for Michael Dukakis or whatever, because <laughs> no one they knew did. Right. <laughs> right. But um, I don't know anybody who actually likes Christmas music. Yeah. Everybody complains that I know about who about how annoying it is and how they just hear the same songs over and over again. There's a reason that many radio stations switch to Christmas music during the holidays. I it's could... because it gets huge ratings. Wow. It's not for fun. I just it's, find it so surprising because a lot of people have really negative associations with the winter time and Christmas and holidays because But that doesn't mean that they don't find the music uplifting in some way. I mean Well, but what if it reminds them of when their parent died or when they Your parents going to die at some whatever. point anyway, you know. I, mean, I guess. That's, well, that's the human condition. Hey, I guess according Nobody to- ever says this about uh, the 4th of July, right? Like there's a lot of people whose parents die somewhere in the week before or after the yeah. 4th of July. It doesn't One have in its 26 like- peoples whose parents have died have died in that time frame. And nobody says, firecrackers make me sad. <laughs> and I mean, it just seems so, <laughs> but it's it so trite. But wait a minute, though. The 4th of July or Independence Day, as uh, Ian yeah, likes to Day, call yeah. it, is that it doesn't have such a big expectation attached to it that it's going to be the most wonderful time of the year and everybody you know is supposed to have a perfect christmas and it's going to be this picturesque scene of a family sitting around a fire and everybody gets along when in reality not everybody usually gets along with their family and there's lots of crazy family members sure. there's drunkenness people get blitzed and do silly people things do the same and, thing at, at the, the independence day celebrations yeah but i but guess it doesn't what have i'm that... saying is nobody expects independence day to they be expect perfect. people to get drunk and punch each other in the mouths right. and to sweat in the hot sun and drink beer yeah i gotcha yeah um i i you know i mean you your your christmas or whatever holiday it is that you celebrate uh this time of year is yours and it's going to be however it is but um I don't know. To some extent, I think when you expect, I've got a little age on some, you know, that I've over time. And what if what it what was cool when I was younger was to be jaded. Mm. It was to, you know, I know how this is going to go. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm wise to the world and all that. And and maybe that's cool when you're when I was in my uh, teens and twenties and something like that. But you know, over time, that's gotten boring, and it. You know, you might as well have a good time as best you can. I don't celebrate Christmas in the same way that everybody else does. I'm a Quaker. I don't believe that one day is different than another. Mm-hmm. However, I would be a fool not to realize that everybody else judges this holiday by its uh, what's going on. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, you know, whatever it is for them. So, you know, to me, big deal, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, well, I, but I'm not going to be jaded about that's it. That's important, though, because. I think generally in life, when you expect something to go well, when you expect that it's going to be perfect or good or really happy, it's setting yourself up for disappointment. Because what if it's not? Your expectation is what you get attached to, Mm -hmm. right? It's all about expectation. 
Yeah. And so you're saying basically that you, know, you, you don't really have any expectations. You're, it's another day like any other day. And you're kind of just rolling with it. However, it happens. You're not getting your hopes up for it to be a perfect Christmas. So I, that's probably why you have a better time. Let's go to Belinda listening in Texas. Belinda, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yes. Uh, the thing that's on my mind is how uh, the Texas Department of Public Safety knows that uh, a drunk driver has killed an individual instantly, which was my daughter. Mm-hmm. And they never made a phone call to the hospital or to Houston police to let them know that they needed somebody there to watch this guy. Okay. Oh, Belinda, I'm really sorry to hear that. That sounds really painful to lose your daughter. Uh, yes, I mean, and my baby, my oldest grandson, he was eight years old at the time, and he's 11 now. And, the, I mean, I hired an attorney that was supposed to protect my oldest grandson's trust fund. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? That heifer stole just about all of his money, Jeez. and the judge oh, no. let her remove herself from the case. Gosh. And now... Wow. You can't really get any know, justice, it seems like. But no, I'm telling you, I mean, it's like doors have just been constantly shut in my face. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's unbelievable. And now the judge that let the thief resign from the case after she had stolen all of my little grandson's money, now they're trying to go after his little monthly check that he gets from an annuity that his father had set up on his job. Who's they? Who's trying to get go uh, after that? The uh, crooked judge, Derek Lenore, that oh. let Luann uh, get away with stealing all of my baby's money. And the, I mean, the attorney in uh, Rust County. Mark, what do you player. think, what do you recommend that Belinda... I do. don't know. This is so rough. You know, I yeah, mean, this is. I would just like for people to know and understand mm. that. I mean, freedom—we're not free. And yeah. in the town that I live in, everybody's afraid to, you know, go up against anybody to do anything for anyone. Yeah, shining some light on it might be the only chance. Linda, I'm so sorry to hear about this situation. Yeah, me too. And, you know, the thing about it is I had to go to court just a few weeks ago, and this judge, okay. Hold the line, Belinda, hold the line. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Hey, podcasters, it's uh, it's that time of year again. Uh, Proflowers.com is advertising with Free Talk Live, and we're delighted to have them. They are a big advertiser, and um, it's a really good thing. They've already committed to upping their ad buy as a result of, uh, you know, what you guys did during Mother's Day and buying, you know, bouquets and that kind of thing during Mother's Day. Thank you for doing that. Um, they've, you know, like I said, exponentially increased their ad buy for um, – 
the Valentine's Day holiday. But they've uh, are also advertising here with us during Christmas, and it's podcast only that they're advertising. So they have faith in you guys. I have faith in you guys in order to uh, sort of maintain what we're uh, doing for them. And they've got a really great little offer here for nineteen ninety nine, so twenty bucks. You can get Santa's Workshop Mini Cypress Tree, is what it's called, and it comes with its, uh, you know, with decorations, free lights and ornaments. It's a, it's a little Christmas tree that, uh, you know, it takes care of that. Uh, it can take care of your entire holiday decorating at the house. Is so all you have to do is have this little tree. You can send it to a, a child or a family member or even a, um, you know, wife or loved one, whomever, and I think it'll make a great little gift. Um, it's a little Christmas tree, and um, you can get it from proflowers.com. You can uh, upgrade to the angel and snowflake ornaments with white lights for just $10 more. The tree comes, um, you know, the, the standard one comes with uh, festive red, with a festive red 10 with colorful lights and 12 wooden ornaments. So you can go to proflowers.com and um, take a look at those great looking trees. And this is a one week only special, by the way. There will be um, other specials coming up. For this deal, go to proflowers.com, click on the mic in the top, and type in FTL. It's always FTL for Free Talk Live um, in all of our advertisers. Uh, this live mini Christmas tree is perfect for someone who doesn't have a room for a big tree, whether it's a dorm room or a small apartment or whatever. You can get your mini Christmas tree ready to decorate for just $20. You can call 800-P-R-O-Flowers. And mention FTL or go to proflowers.com. Click the microphone in the top right corner. Type in FTL. It's proflowers.com. The microphone, FTL. And the offer expires on midnight Friday. Yes, I did ask what time, which time zone. And they said Pacific. So offer ends Pacific time midnight on Friday. Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. You can give us a call, talk about whatever you want. We uh, started out by talking about uh, Christmas buying triggers, and uh, Belinda called in with a very interesting story about uh, what sad, happened. Sad, very yeah. sad story. Sounded it's- like she just couldn't get a break and get some justice. Indeed. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com has the brand names you want on, well, you know, everything that they've got over there. It's uh, ammunition, knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, optics, firearm accessories, archery, air gun, holsters, uh, air guns, holsters, <laughs> water purification, tents, apparel, boating equipment, and more. Manventureoutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and they've got the lowest prices. Go check for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. If you've got a outdoor enthusiast on your shopping list this year, manventureoutpost.com is the place to go get the gifts for them. Let's go back to Belinda, Colin from Texas. So, Belinda, you were uh, – we had to cut you off there. Uh, what, what, uh, yeah. what were you going to say? But, you know, the thing about it is uh, I – my babies were flown to Texas children up in Dallas, Texas. It's a hospital? And, yes. And both of them, uh, the baby, he was 
already deceased, but they mm. kept him on the pumping machine, you know, to make yep. it look as if he was still alive. And my my oldest grandson almost lost him to uh, lacerated liver. How awful. Now he has type 1 diabetes because it completely knocked his pancreas out. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and he suffered head injuries, fractures in his neck and everything. But what these people failed to realize, that was my family. That was the only daughter that I had. Sure. And they have done so much dirty work and covering up the original trooper that was handling the case. They completely snatched him off. The original what? Trooper. The original uh, DPS trooper. Okay. That was handling the case. Uh, They took it completely away from him and gave it to a different one. Well, they lifelighted the guy, the uh, Hispanic guy, Vincentes Gonzalez. They lifelighted him to Houston. Is this the one that caused the accident you're claiming? uh, Yes. He's the one that killed my oldest grandson's mother, father, and baby brother. All in one accident? All in one accident. It's tragic. He was three times over the legal limit. That's uh, pretty inebriated. Okay. And the the thing about it is uh, they did not even notify anybody else uh, within law enforcement to let them know that he had already killed somebody. And to make a long story short, uh, this happened on May the 30th, 2009, and I've been totally out of my mind ever since, really. Now, did, did, so the guy, what did he do, escape from the hospital or something? His, okay, by Luskin not notifying the hospital or Houston police, on the 7th of June, his family went in that hospital, shaved his head, and wheeled him up out of there. Hmm. So that he okay. wouldn't... Okay. It's This is a shocking story, Belinda. I'm really sorry that uh, to, to hear about it. Man, I mean, it's... Can only imagine what that must be like, and and the the utter incompetence of the judicial system, and people yeah. talk about how we have to have a monopoly on justice, and then well, obviously they're not providing very good customer service, and they don't they really don't have any incentives to be accountable to the people that they supposedly are serving, right? Unless, as Belinda said, apparently they have the uh, the incentive to bilk uh, the people that they're serving. If uh, yeah, if, the, if what she said was was all accurate, that sounds pretty outrageous. I mean. You know, there's really no way, I think, to get justice oftentimes except to call attention to it like it sounds like she's trying to do to get the story out there and maybe put a little bit of light on the on these, you know, allegations of corruption. Right. Let's let's go to Wes in Virginia. Wes, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Um, I'm thinking about the fiscal cliff. Okay. The, the cliff, as they're calling it, which, of course, uh, helps to sell commercials on uh, cable news networks. Yeah, it, it, that it does. You know, it. You know, I, I kind of think that, you know, everybody's, you know, getting ready to pay horribly for 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 everything that's going on. I mean, 
you know, the if you go to the White House uh, website, there's a there's a there's a thing in there where you can talk about, you know, how what two thousand dollars would make a difference in your life, and I guess that's what they're saying. The average taxpayer is gonna, you know, or the lower income is gonna end up, you know, losing or having more taxes or, or whatever. Seems like a lot. And you know, for me, that's a that's a month's pay. Yeah. And, yep. You know, when you look at the the website. There's so many things posted on there about everybody, you know, hey, you know, that's food for several, you know, for a couple months or, you know, help help you start up for a business or, you know, all these all these horrible things, you know, that, that everybody is suffering on. And, you know, like I said, that's, that's a month's pay for, for us. And, you know, in Virginia where I am, it's, you know, it's, you, you got to make more than that. I mean, it's, you know, I'm in a high, you know, high cost of living area. So what do you what do you think should be done about it, or what are you wanting to do about it? Well, you know, I think that you know, for people like me, because I don't qualify for assistance because I'm not that not that far off. I'm I'm like in the middle. Sure. You know, those are the ones that get squeezed worse. Right. You know. But the government doesn't care about any you know, individual people who are trying to like struggle to make ends meet, they would probably rather have people be on welfare and be dependent on them than try to help people empower themselves to support themselves. Well, I I don't think they actually empower anybody to support themselves. No, just, I mean, just by stepping back and out of the way and letting people empower themselves, like I said. You know, because, you know, when when I look at it, you know, somebody like me, where I'm struggling to, to make ends meet and take care of my family, we don't have health insurance or anything like that, you know, and, you know, why, if you want to have a national health care, why not start a government plan where, you, you know, you could pay a little bit and... Well, I think that is their ultimate goal, is to, you know, because right now they're going to force people to buy insurance from private companies. The price is going to go way up because what incentive do they have to keep the price down if everybody's forced to pay for it, just like the government, right? So I think eventually it's going to go in that direction where they're going to say, well, people can't afford this, so we're just going to have to provide it through taxation and it's going to go, it's going to go to, you know, like the rest of the world has, just, you know, socialism, basically. But if you opened a system that was controlled, you know, a hospital care system that they take the surplus property and they open clinics and hospitals and all this other stuff. You know, who's going to open the them? Public. It would the government could. They have the Department you, of Health. Do you really want? I don't know if I want them. Do you want government health care? Because I don't. We already kind of have it, Mark. Unfortunately, I, I mean, prefer not I, to have I it. I prefer not to have it too. But it would be an option for somebody who doesn't have anything. It would it be an option whether I pay for it or not? Well, right now, I really people, can't afford hold to pay on a for, second. Right I, now, people who don't have anything are taken care of, and it's because of you know the government mandates hospitals to treat them, and that's why. But people, not people like Wes who are you know making some yeah, money. Not, well, have, if he I goes would, into an I emergency would. room, he's going to get treatment. Wes, yeah, we'll yeah. talk to you about this for just one second. Uh, you know, hold, hold the line if you would. Eight fifty five, four fifty three. What do you think? Should the government be taking care of all of us? Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? 
Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been all over the board this evening, from uh, buying triggers uh, for for the Christmas holiday to a horrifying story um, from Belinda in Texas about uh, just what happened after an automobile accident, how she got taken taken by the system. And Wes is uh, actually talking about the... Fiscal cliff and how it's affecting his family and uh, socialized medicine, those kind of things. health care, yeah. So let's go back to Wes in Virginia. Wes, you're on Free Talk Live again. Hey, thanks for getting back to me. Sure. Um, what you were talking about, the you know the hospitals being mandated to, to see people. And, uh, three weeks ago, went to the hospital. I'd worked four days in a row, had like three hours sleep, you know, in those four days. And my wife... Uh, my wife thought I was having uh, a mini stroke. Okay. So we go to the to the emergency room at like 11 o'clock at night. There's nobody in there, and they take us in right away. And, you know, go through the little process, and, and you know, you tell them you don't have any health insurance or anything. And you could see the look on their face. And uh, the first thing the doctor came in, he's like, well, we need to run, you know, a CT scan and do all this other kind of you know, lab work and all this other stuff. And... The, the the doctor he has he asked he goes do you have health insurance I said I said no he goes well oh okay and then he, he walked out and I was looking at my wife and the the register came back in and she goes well you can set up an account to pay for pay for this but you have to do this later you can't do it today and the well, tests we'll ahead of time that you have to do the tests later. Well, you could do the tests and everything, but I would just have to figure out how to pay for it later. Right. Yeah. And, you know, finally I asked, I said, do you have any idea what this would cost? He goes, well, this one test is like $5,000. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Doctors don't really know. First of all, they don't pay attention to how much things cost. A lot of times they don't know how much things cost. And they're also trying to cover themselves because they don't want to be sued for any malpractice or anything. And so they, they have to do every conceivable test that they can think of to make sure to rule out, you know, the horrible things that it could be, even if they're not that likely. Right. And so they're, they're really not. And and for most people, their insurance just pays for it or the government will pay for it with its Medicare or Medicaid or whatever. And so there, there really isn't an incentive to keep costs down. Add to that the patent system, which gives, um, uh, people who produce medical devices and drugs, a monopoly over those products. And so the prices of those goes way up too. And so the whole system is just a total mess. And It's a mess. I really hear you and, on that. We and most of the mess is centered around the government. And this is what concerns me, Yeah, Wes, and the, the involvement that they that, already have in the system because we haven't experienced a free market in healthcare. If you had an incompetent moron that screwed everything up at work, would you give them more things to do? Of course not. 
that that's how it feels to me when it comes to the government. I mean, you 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 heard everything she listed there, and all those things—the patent system, the um, you know, the, the the government, of course, is in, involved in Medicare, Medicaid, uh, Social Security, and all these things. You know, we already have a socialized medicine system in this country because more than fifty uh, percent of you know, dollars that are spent in the healthcare industry are already spent by the government. And then, of course, the mandates on the doctors and those kind of things. I mean, it's it's all already there. And it's uh, and I can see why people some people say, well, it would, wouldn't it be better if it were just all the way socialized because we have half half of that now and it's a total mess. And I agree it's it is a total mess now. I don't know if it would if it would be better if it were just completely nationalized, but it certainly isn't in a good place right now. So I find it hard to answer that question, you know, like what do people do when they need help right now? And, you know, one of the things is there, there is, um, there's insurance out there for self-employed people. There are free clinics that you can go to in a lot of different places. Um, there, yeah, even free clinics. Um, we have a supposedly free clinic where I live, Mm -hmm. but in order to go to the free clinic, you have to meet income guidelines. Yeah. So if you're if you can't get any assistance, you ought to, you don't qualify for that either, and and that was the, one of the things that, that had come up, you know. Mm-hmm. We tried all those things, and you're just kind of stuck, you know. Yeah. yeah. There are some doctors too that that will give you a discount if you pay out of pocket or in cash. Like you just tell them that up front. But, but they don't work at the can, emergency room. No, no, they don't. It's I mean, true. every time I've gone to a hospital, when they do give me pricing information, it's wrong. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I had at one instance when my wife was pregnant where they suggested doing it. They they wanted to do a test because, uh, you know, just to, to see whether the baby was going to be okay or whatever. And so they said they decided because of um, see we were concerned the baby was going to be okay. They, they, <laughs> okay, well you. You want specifics? Fine. She was. Uh, she's older. There was a little thickness in the back of the skull. They were mm-hmm. con- concerned that that might mean Down the, syndrome, the yeah. Down syndrome or something like that. So, um, and it didn't matter to you, right? Because if you had the baby with Down syndrome, you would that would you would still have the we baby. We didn't confront that. I, okay. it, she was a little wishy-washy, so I'm I not see. 100% sure what uh, what she would have said in that instance. But Sometimes people don't care, there right? was a, but right. they still want to do the I test. Yeah. Some people, so they asked, they asked us about the test. I said, well, you know, how much does it cost? Well, if you're concerned about cost, let's do this other test, and then um, we'll see whether or not we need to do that. So we ended up doing both tests. The first test, to see whether or not we should do the second test, cost more than the first test, and it was less conclusive. So, you know, I mean, I got incompetence and bad uh, advice all the way through. I feel like I'd get better service from a car salesman. You may, yeah, maybe I'd, you would. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like our hospital has got, um, it's basically, it's owned by like a board of doctors and there's like 30 doctors that all have, that are part of the, the hospital system that get, you know, receive a salary and based on, you know, like stock into the hospital. Sure. So, you know, they make out either way, and the the people yeah. that are there that can't afford their service, you either decide, is it something that I can live without, or you know, do I have to take the risk that this is going to kill me? Yeah, well, I hear question, you. Wes. It's, I appreciate it's a your real problem. I mean, he's... I I really feel him on what he's saying because it is a legitimate problem. Like, it all comes down to this: healthcare. Uh, okay, the government has gotten into healthcare, driven way up the prices yeah. without the mandates and all these things that they've got. the The prices would be lower if the government hadn't gotten involved, but it is already there. So the question is: is 
you've got this high price to pay for something. And look, I'm still paying off my wife's uh, hospital bills from the pregnancy. My son is four. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, I mean, I understand we didn't have in we had insurance, but it didn't cover that. So they charged us full boat. They wouldn't even give us the cash discount because we had insurance for catastrophic illness that didn't oh. cover neonatal. This is the kind of wow. absolute mouth breathing, window licking incompetence that goes on <laughs> in hospitals, and it's frustrating as hell. Oh yeah. But what do you do about it? I can't demand that somebody else pay for my hospital bills because that's immoral, and that's what it comes down to. Let's go to. Uh, real quick, let's take uh, this call here. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey. Uh, um, I just want to talk about Hanukkah because I heard they were talking about uh, holidays before. Okay, what do you think about Hanukkah? Um, well, um, I'm somewhat Jewish. I'm like half Jewish because my okay. family, mom, my mom and dad. All right. And um, and I just want to know, uh, that was pretty bad at a prank call I did about the Jews before. Oh. I find that really offensive. Okay. And fuck the Jews. Fuck, fuck. Well, you knew that was coming, right? Yeah, it's it gets so predictable. Yep. <laughs> anyway, Mark, you know the, there was another thing I wanted to say about the government uh, in healthcare. They are actually the ones. They're the reason why insurance pays for everything in healthcare. Because think about it. You know, you don't have car insurance that pays for your gas or your oil changes. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay for those things out of pocket and you budget for them. Sure. You, you don't, insurance ins- should only cover catastrophic incidents. That's- yeah, and that's the way that it used to be, right? You have insurance in case there's a problem, not for routine ex- expenses that you know are going to come up, like mm-hmm. a medication that you're already on that you know about or, or whatever. And, and so the government actually was responsible for getting people kind of hooked on insurance because there was, uh, oh, it was like in the Nixon era, there was like wage and price controls. And Even before that. They, yeah, they had the um The government 90% tax bracket. Were the ones that created, uh, what, is, what was it, the HMO Act. Mm-hmm. And so they created HMOs and then employers started offering people health insurance as a benefit because they couldn't offer them more in their in their salaries. And so right. people came to expect that. And then now it's basically health insurance is essentially tied to your employer. And it is one thing that keeps people at jobs that they don't like. Well, here's the impossible solution. Health insurance. The impossible solution is to get the government completely out of health insurance and medicine. And if you do, then people will suddenly be making decisions on health insurance like the marketplace. I mean, there's no pricing with the pricing problems with the price of cars or hamburgers or any of these things, yeah. except that the government mandates certain safety features and on, on cars. And I think medicine is at a crisis point right yeah, now. Something's going to get. Something's and I think happen. you're right. It's probably going to go socialist. You know, what are you going to do about it? They're just going to drive the rich what people out of the country. Eight fifty five, four fifty three. Where are they going to go? Barrier Islands. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed. With brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum Vibe. There's a robot girl and zany creatures made with genetically engineered features. And corporate villains crave the opportunity to steal a profit from money. 
Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark and Stephanie. 855-450-3733. Stephanie, let's go right into the call, shall we? We've got uh, Creighton here um, sure. in uh, Kentucky, I believe. Creighton, you're on Free Talk Live. How you guys doing tonight? All's well. What's on your mind? Well, you guys were talking about um, medical benefits and all that. Yeah. I'm right here. Lane, listen to this show. I'm convalescing from a virus myself. But uh, oh. um, I have a unique perspective to offer. Um, I am, um, for some background, I have a uh, account for myself and my wife. Uh, but I also happen to be a, a foster parent. So we have foster, several foster children, wards of the state that have been in our home. And I learned pretty fast that, you know, the, how they always talk about how there's a, a, an income limit on all the benefits uh, federally there's, provided, right? There's an income limit on what? Crichton, uh, you're breaking up just a little bit. I'm sorry. You know how they talk about how there's an income limit mm-hmm. on these state and federally provided, right? Yeah. Well, the reality is is a little different. There are numerous exceptions to that income limit. I've discovered this myself. I mean, this this very year, I'll have a, a high mark year for myself. I've broke $10,000 last month. Ten? Um, thank you. And and with these children, I'm, I, ado- I recently adopted two of the foster children that are in my home. Mm-hmm. And normally when you adopt someone, even a ward of the state, then the conditions change. While, sure. while they're a ward of the state, you get a check. Um, uh, once they become your children, they're supposed to. You're supposed to be paying for. No check. And I expected that to be the case, and it's not the case because it's one of those exceptions. Really? That they never tell you about. Okay. Uh, because because they were wards of the state, and under age of five, my two boys that I've just adopted will still be covered until they are eighteen, both medically and for WIC, which is basically women, infant, children. Right. Yeah. Food. Sort of a, Specialized version of of food stamps. Uh, food stamps. Yep. Uh, so we actually get in benefits than we pay in taxes, even though I make more than hundred grand. So I know for a fact that the the exceptions are more important than the actual openly stated income maximum. Hmm. It's very interesting. So what do you recommend for people? I mean, so, clearly, clearly it's not working terribly for you, although I hope you feel better from your little virus. <laughs> well, uh, it works fine for me. I have a medical savings account for myself and my wife. Right. And that's the way I like it. I like I had to that be too, able to yeah. pay mm. for my own. But actually, it doesn't work very well because the two boys, after I got them adopted, um, I took them back for their annual vaccines to the, to the state-funded uh, clinic that their state-funded medical benefits pay for. They refused one vaccine, rubella. Uh-huh. I refused it on, on personal moral grounds, mm-hmm. um, but I got all the other vaccines that are on the schedule. Okay. They, they understood my, my position. They understood that my children are all homeschooled, so going to school is not even a, a factor. Not a problem. But they still told me that they could, uh, we could not come back to that office 
if we refused even rubella, even one vaccine on the schedule, because mm. it's a state schedule. Wow. This is how they lay uh, the must, hammer down. must so, do everything we say. So when we have to go find another pediatrician, and there's very, very few that actually accept the state-funded medical benefits at all. Mm. So it, it, it's severe. I have all kinds of choices, personally, because I'm functionally paying for it. Creighton's phone's a little funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's actually a little weird. It's, it's voiceover IP. I see. I'm sorry about that. Nips, nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Um, the health savings account, though, don't you have to like? Don't you have to use all of it in a year, or else it goes away, or something? Because no. Okay. Can you That's explain a, how that uh, works? A health savings account is different. It's it's sort of like a an IRA for health benefits. Yeah. Um, it's based in there as long as until I need it. It has enormous benefits if you're eligible for one, and. One of the, uh, you're probably eligible for one because most people are and don't know it. Especially if you have um, a job. But I had to hunt. Where, yeah. Where you get a paycheck, if you have a job where you get a paycheck, uh, a health savings account is a really good idea. Um, if you're working for yourself and you're already not paying, um, to, you know, I mean, you don't pay taxes until the end of the year or end of the quarter or whatever, then it might make it be a different story. Go ahead. Great. Yeah, it, it, but a lot of people have access to them and are not aware of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, and wonderful things. The, the rare events that Congress actually did something intelligent and useful, um, and the, back in the 80s, I believe, um, and then they continuously try to screw with it later on. Um, yep. But so far, it's still working for me. Well, I appreciate the advice there, Crichton. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Let's go to Pizza Guy calling in from Fargo. Pizza Guy, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? All right. I solved uh, bigotry. Oh, excellent. I think. It, it's time to uh, bring both camps together. Which camps? Both camps uh, the bigots and those who hate bigots, because really okay. everyone's right, and I think that that that's what to understand here. Okay. Any anytime you separate anything into two groups mm-hmm. and an attempt to measure an average of an attribute, right? There's only three outcomes that will come anytime. Okay. Right? Either there, well, one that has a higher higher amounts of an attribute, one yep. has a lower amount of the attribute, yep. or they're exactly the same. Or about the same, yeah. Right? That, logically, that is the only way it can occur. Yeah, that makes so sense. When, whenever you're looking at any grouping, you have to ask yourself, you know, which of these three is occurring, right? And it's really only two. Either they're exactly the same or one, one's higher than the other. Right? right. And then when you realize that they're not exactly the same, or if they are exactly the same, you say, okay, why has this distinction been made? Is there a reason behind it? And will it, will it cause that? You know, and so when you look at something like gender or race, like what's important is not are they different in general? You know, are, are women less intelligent in general? Are blacks prone to violence in general? Like relatively so? Perhaps. Maybe it's, they're genetically predisposed to it just like anything. But what's important, you know, because they have to be, because it's either exactly the same. Or it's not. Or it's not, right? And so is, can thousands of years of, of breeding and environment change um, a predisposition inside of a gender or a race or anything? Yes, I think it's reasonable to say that it's likely. But what's extraordinarily important to keep in mind is 
so what? So what? Uh, you know, a black person's ten times more likely to murder me in my sleep. Seems seems high, but okay. Are to murder me in my sleep. Why are you right? just you saying like, all these stereotypes? Like I mean, why is that the example? Because 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 what happens is you have these these bigots who 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 have the stereotypes because they are true in general. They really are true, and you try to argue them on that that point, and then they go, "Oh no, but I know what I know." And what's really important is, yeah, okay. I don't think all stereotypes are true, by the way. But but they're likely to be so, right? Like maybe maybe women are less intelligent than men on general. But so no, what? I disagree with that. Actually, there are statistics that show that that's not true. That women get get better grades. They actually changed the IQ test originally because women were doing better than men. There's lies, there's damned lies, and then there's statistics, right? I mean, what I have. Are you just trolling? I'm. I'm not trolling. That's definitely not what's happening here. But, but I, I honestly believe what I'm saying, and it's it's that look. In general, in general, I'm a terrible bigot. But on the individual, I want everybody to be treated the same, right? And I, there's nothing wrong with 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 admitting with the bigot premise because I don't follow their logic through. Pete Sky, I appreciate the call. Eight fifty five four fifty three free. Excuse me. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. That's uh, also spells free. You spell it out there. And it seems hard to telephone separate those two things. You believe the stereotypes, but oh, everybody's. An and we can talk about it when we get back. Because I'm, right. you know, I think I think I think there's something to what the guy said. Eight eight five five four five zero three seven. Think women- Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? Manventureoutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can give us a call, talk about whatever you want. Here on the uh, live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, under the mistletoe this year, there's only one thing you should be slipping into your lover's mouth. <laughs> Stateless sweets, delicious handmade all-natural candies. Did I make you a little nervous? I bet you love reading that, You Mark. tittered. Would that make you a little nervous? No, I knew what was coming. <laughs> I knew what you were going to be shoving in my mouth or whatever. <laughs> Good for you. Take it like a champ. The holidays are uh, going to be full of empty calories this year, so make your calories count with the very best in handcrafted confections. Chocolate-covered pistachio brittle, salted honey caramels, English toffee, and the best fudge you've ever tasted. You need this for your holiday parties. Go to statelesssweets.com. Use coupon code FTL to save $10 at statelesssweets.com. I can't recommend this stuff highly enough. I mean, it's really, really good. <laughs> if you're not on the paleo diet like Stephanie, who's uh, never had stateless sweets. Maybe Jillian will make me a special caveman treat. <laughs> Cavewoman. <laughs> statelesssweets.com. You'd have to get please, in contact with her. Please, Jillian, please. You'll have to write her an email. Who knows if she's listening right now? I she bet she be. would do it for me. I, she might very well. <laughs> statelesssweets.com. Coupon code FTL. 
Uh, but by the way, the the board ops, we sent some to them for you know the holiday folks. Oh, lucky! Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't send any to you, Stephanie. I knew that it would not be appropriate to I send you that, the yeah. stateless suites, but I did send it to um, several business partners, and um, you know people are delighted to have them, and they're you know, they're really great. I I can't recommend it more highly. It will it will uh, ruin you for regular candy. <laughs> Um, like I mean, store bought candy. <laughs> well, um, speaking of which, speaking of eating and diet and health and everything, um, I posted on the Free Talk Lives um, Hoot Suite, which goes to Twitter and Facebook. You know, how do you deal with the government's involvement in healthcare? Because I think that's a question that all people who are into freedom eventually are going to face. Yep. You know, they're going to come up against this big bureaucratic healthcare system that the government's so heavily involved in, and they're going to say, "Well, how do I?" get around this and try to get the best care and navigate this whole system. So here's what people said on Facebook. Dan says, avoid the system entirely by staying healthy. And this is a this is a solution that some people propose. Just try not to get sick, which is pretty difficult. But it's it, well, you know, I mean, it's it, it, it doesn't really deal with the catastrophic incidences. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're responsible. Mostly what's going to kill you in life are things that you put in your mouth. Okay, mm. so you keep keep an eye on the things you put in your mouth, and yeah. you can avoid uh, well, major you, killers like uh, heart, you know, several, diabetes, heart diabetes, disease, heart cancer, disease, cancer, even from cancer, smoking and AIDS. Right? Don't put one of those in your mouth. Um, <laughs> you, you, okay, that's 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 not true. Oral sex is unlikely to transmit oral HIV. sex specifically, but we know what happens after that. <laughs> not always, <laughs> but okay. So Dan says he um, actually eats a paleo primal diet and exercises. And he says, I won't see a doctor unless I'm bleeding profusely or have a broken bone. I saw an interesting article on a woman who, uh, there was an article, I think it was a TED, maybe a TEDx, Ted, where a woman yep. who had terror, like, I don't know, some kind of debilitating situation. She was in a wheelchair and uh, just, you know, expected to die, switched to the paleo diet, and she was up walking and giving oh, a speech. I know this woman. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Terry, uh, I'll look it up. But yeah, yep. she had multiple sclerosis. And in. now yeah, she's biking... Right like 100-mile bike rides, which is amazing. Um, so certainly changed her life. Rory says on Facebook, as a healthcare provider, I am finding a new profession and moving to Keene. Maybe I will become a Bitcoin-only provider. There you go. That is so cool to hear. And then uh, somebody else, Luke, suggested a website called SamaritanMinistries.com, and it's a, a medical bill-sharing co-op. It's kind of like a, you know, better than an insurance company. It's a share, I checked, sharing company. Yeah, I checked out their website and it definitely has a religious bent. It uh, sounded that the way. The first thing it says on the page is you can trust God with your medical bills. <laughs> well, God's not going to do the accounting. <laughs> no, God's not going to pay them either, unfortunately. But a co-op, sure, that sounds pretty cool to me. So there are some creative solutions. People ask me about this a lot because I'm in the healthcare field. Uh, but, you know, and it's hard for me to come up with things to, to tell them. You know, my friends who are libertarians, they want to avoid the system as much as possible. But sometimes you have something where I think everybody wants to avoid the healthcare system as much as possible. I don't know. There there are some people who literally will go to their doctor because they want someone to talk to. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, yeah. Some people they shouldn't have insurance. (laughs) Because <laughs> they're driving it up for everybody they else. They are driving it up. But I think mostly the government's the one who's driving it up. So, yeah, yeah just wanted to share some of those comments. I thought those were interesting. Indeed. Um, we, the pizza guy had called in in the last segment, and he was oh, talking about statistics. And right. I think that— uh, No, he was talking about stereotypes. Stereotypes right? and statistics and these. And I think that, you know, one thing he said that seems very, very accurate to me is if if you separate people by groups and you pick a random group category, whether whatever that random group category might be, you compare people who have brown hair versus people— people who have blonde hair or black hair or whatever, and you decide, you, you, you quantify things, that 
you know, something's going to be true and something's, uh, you know, people are either going to be right at the same or one group's going to be higher in a particular area than others. And you can choose to validate that or not validate that as the case may be. But I, as a brown haired person, don't want to be considered more likely to commit a crime or more likely to be stupid or more likely to be any of those things, because I don't think that that's true for me. Well, that's exactly why I had the reaction that I did when I heard him say that, because he said two things that are negative stereotypes. He said, maybe black people are more violent and maybe women are more stupid. And both of those things upset me because, you know, I, I don't want, like, I don't want to be judged by those metrics. You know what I mean? And I don't, think that they're I don't know whether those metrics are true or not. I mean, the the thing is No, is they're not true actually. If if one wants to do uh, you know some kind of study in a particular area, they can make it, you know, they can make it look like they want it to to look. I mean, I have heard all my life that uh, blacks are more likely to uh, you know, be com- commit a crime or but whatever. But that doesn't mean it's true. I mean, you it looked doesn't up, mean it's true. I remember a couple of weeks ago you and Ian were talking on the air about racism mm-hmm. or race and and violent crime and Ian pulled up FBI statistics that were saying Whites commit the most murders, uh, felony assaults. um, What were the other ones? There were other crimes, too. But whites were leading in all the violent crimes. And when people say, oh, it's more likely that, you know, black people are going to commit a crime. There really is something to the fact that they are more heavily policed and the places where they live, the cops are just lurking around waiting to catch somebody for something. Um, they're often misidentified, you know, eyewitness testimony. Of course, Ian, when, when he said that, also made the bigoted statement that uh, police are waiting in those neighborhoods because they're racist. So, I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, people all have their bigotries, and it doesn't really matter when it comes down to it what the statistic is. What matters is, is how are you going to treat the individual? And yeah, okay. I'm not a statistic. Yes, I, I agree with that. Although I think that when you accept those statistics when you accept those stereotypes as generally true it does color your perception of individuals maybe even on a subconscious level you know because when you meet a woman you say oh she's female she's more likely to be dumb or there's a black I don't know guy anybody he's more likely to commit a crime okay i, I definitely well, know people who think that mark, mark <laughs> that's the thing about about uh stereotypes though is they're insidious the people don't even realize their own biases that's the thing. They don't know that they're being judged. They're being I'll prejudiced. I'll give you that. I think I don't think people know uh, what goes on in their own minds. But I, you know, what do you do about it? What do you do? Try to identify them and learn about them, and then change them in yourself. I'm not talking about using the government here. I just think it's important for us to pay attention to it on our own. Eight fifty five four fifty free free talk live. Just call. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. is created that upends the foundations of society the wheel the printing press the internet now in a world sliding into financial chaos a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world it is called bitcoin bitcoin is a new form of money controlled not by banks governments or corporations but through mutual commerce between free individuals to learn more visit weusecoins.com
Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark and Stephanie. 855-450-3733. BitInstant.com is the fastest, safest, and easiest way to get your bitcoins. If you don't know what Bitcoin is, you can go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com. We have some helpful links there uh, through which you may click and find out more about bitcoins. But quickly, they're an online, peer-to-peer, open-source currency, alternative currency, with which you can send and receive payments without having to pay any fees. And uh, you have total control over your account. And that's what I like about them. I think they're going to change the world. BitInstant.com is, as I said, the fastest, safest, easiest way to get your Bitcoins. And I think you'll be very happy with their service. It makes it easy to get a few or get a lot. BitInstant.com. Let's go to John in Nevada. John, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi. I was uh, listening to you guys talk about stereotypes and group differences. And when I... What I hear from Stephanie is that she seems to think there can't be group differences because she doesn't want them to be. No, no, that's not what I said. I was saying that, okay, when someone holds a stereotype about a certain group and then they meet a person that they haven't met before and they say, okay, this person, I'm identifying them as part of this group, right? Then their stereotype is going to color what they think of that person before even knowing them. I mean, and I use the example, for instance, if someone believes that black men are more violent uh, than other races, they meet a black man they've never met before. He's violent until proven until he proves himself peaceful. And that can be difficult, you know, and I don't think that's fair. I agree with that, that you have to take individuals for what they are. But that doesn't mean that one group isn't more violent than another. Yeah, sure. They could be. What makes a group a group is what bothers me. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, some of these are doubt, so do people really doubt that men commit more violent crimes than women. I don't think anybody doubts that. So and we don't think that that's because the police are prejudiced against men and they're hanging out in the men's neighborhoods. <laughs> well, there aren't really any men's neighborhoods. <laughs> right. not, too, not too many. <laughs> right. So Dorms. we don't really think that we see that discrepancy in in prisons because of prejudice against men. Oh, I think there absolutely is a prejudice against men. If you'll consider for a second that uh, domestic there violence... There is in the divorce. Is, so, yeah, domestic violence. Domestic violence is often... prejudice against men and there's prejudice against women, but it doesn't account for the difference you see in violent crime. Well, I guess to some extent what I'm saying is is that um, you know some men go to prison for violent crime or jail for pri- violent crime and or for domestic violence and if they wouldn't have you know if there was a more equitable distribution in the way that uh, people thought about men and violent crime then perhaps fewer would go for that purpose a lot of people go to prison for things that are essentially jobs and you know there's a there's a sociological burden upon men to be the breadwinner so you know if things are going rough in the household and somebody feels like and, and you know, there are cultural we do something there are cultural factors that teach men that it's okay to express anger but not other emotions you know there's a lot that goes right. into it but john you know well, i i wouldn't say might be men mm-hmm. are committing more of the violent crimes though john i'm not denying that there could be differences between you know what's generally true about a group of people right like there could be differences between groups of people i'll give you that i just don't think it's it's helpful to embrace those differences as something that is likely to apply to everyone. I think that that starts off just hurting us. Well, 
you know, and, and I think I think people should realize that that people should be taken as individuals, and that it's you know it's a fallacy to think that you know because someone is from a certain group that you know a group difference tells you very much about them. It doesn't tell you very much about them. Right. So, do we actually agree on this? Well, uh, you know, but but what I hear you say is that that group differences really don't exist. I mean, I, I think I've heard you argue that on, you know, a number of occasions, including today. Okay, didn't I just say that, that I, I granted that there are differences between groups? Okay. Okay. Thanks yeah. for the call, John. <laughs> you know, and I think that, I, I think this that is what lot, people, people find a disparity in. The problem is, is deciding who belongs to what group and the difficulty with that. But Oh, race is one of those things where it's like, what even is it? It's obviously right. a social construction. You well, know? Yeah. Well, I mean, to some extent, but at the same time, right. So what makes a person uh, Asian? I know that I am at least to some extent Asian and I'm some extent Native American to some extent Jewish. Nobody's going to look at me and identify me as any of those things. Mm-hmm. They're going to you know, look at me, listen to me, and you know, within seconds, because that's how people make decisions, they're going to identify me as a wasp. And they're going to be... <laughs> really? You know, I don't see any wings or a stinger. <laughs> <laughs> I think white Anglo-Saxon Protestant from an ethnic standpoint. Sure. And yeah. that's, what, that's what they're going to identify me as. And you know what? They're probably going to be right. Mm-hmm. Now... Uh, you know, that, I don't know what that's going to tell them about me and my, my life, but that's what they're going to decide. And they're going to make whatever assumptions on that that they're going to make. And it's just the way it is. It's for better or for worse. That's what they're going to think. Uh, you know, if I, I'm a convicted felon, if somebody wants to besmirch me um, about my opinion on the radio, you can believe in the first three sentences online, they will mention I'm a convicted killer. Yeah. They will not say... Because they're counting on people's biases to come up. Right. right. They, they won't say that I was released by an order of the Supreme Court, that I have an opportunity to... Um, the Florida Supreme Court, uh, that I had an opportunity to take the case back to trial. None of these things will ever come out. They'll just lay that down. Now, what's a convicted killer more likely to do? He's more likely to be bad. And so let's, you know, let's go with that. Yeah. That's what happens. And that's just yeah. how that, that's just what it is, is statistics are the tools to some extent of bigots. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to steer away from them. I don't think that they're lies. I just think that they can be used by people who, you know, don't have the best intentions in, in mind. It doesn't give me a lot of information about life. Yeah. You know, I, I have to say, like John's call kind of got me thinking back to like what I was saying earlier. And yeah, I mean, maybe maybe this is sort of a hot button issue for me because the pizza guy called and he used immediately two negative stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Right. And I guess it on a deeper level or more broad, like a more meta level, I guess it bothers me when libertarians talk about stereotypes and okay, here's a stereotype. Libertarians are, you know, predominantly white males, you know, heterosexual, uh, who are, you know, part of who share that philosophy, right. Of Liberty. And not everyone is, of course, but it's it's the majority. And, you know, oftentimes when they talk about stereotypes and prejudices and racism, they'll say things like, oh, come on, we can all agree that, you know, there are more black people in jail or there, you know, gay people are more likely to catch AIDS and women are not as intelligent on average and they don't earn as much. And they'll they'll say these stereotypes that they have never had to deal with. They have never had to 
confront that it never affected their lives, you know, and other people hear that. And the, and it's like, wait a minute, you're pulling out these things that have had a great emotional impact on me, you know, and <laughs> there doesn't, I don't know, there's some kind of sensitivity lacking or something like that, mm. you know? Do, yeah, I don't can know. Can you understand that? I, I, I guess. I mean, I, it's it's hard to, it's hard to know. I mean, Everybody deals with prejudice all day long, and a lot of people just sort of succumb to the prejudice, right? Like they just sort of do whatever it is that they do. I'm sure I do the vast majority of things that people are prejudicial against men for, um, you know, or husbands or things like that. All those jokes on TV that are aimed at white guys, married white, married white guys, like I'm a lot of those jokes, but – you know, why do they get to aim to s- those jokes at those people? Why don't mm-hmm. they have the, the black people jokes on TV? Well, because those jokes, the jokes that are aimed at the minorities, mm-hmm. those are the more prevalent jokes. And they've been oftentimes dealing with them their entire lives mm-hmm. with a lot of discrimination. And when you're not on the butt of those jokes, when you're not on the receiving end, it's really easy to ignore them and say that they don't matter or they're irrelevant. But to those people who are the butt of those jokes, they do matter a lot. And, and if you want com- them to listen to you, you got to be sensitive. To and that. I hear comedians that are of the same color using those those terminologies, um, you know, using the N word and things like that. If I did that, it'd be a huge, big, bad deal. But sure, Chris Rock but can you're do not it. oppressed because you can't use the N word, right? I'm not. But I'm just saying that you know these yep. are differences in races. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, eight fifty five four fifty free free talk live. This is Mark of Free Talk Live. We've been witnessing a meltdown of the economic engine that powers our country. With a printing press tethered to Washington bureaucrats and New York central bankers, how can we trust paper money? For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should too. Call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, or go to gold.freetalklive.com. Again, 877-357-9938. 877-357-9938. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Again, 855-450-3733. Stephanie, you ready to go straight for the calls? Sure. All right, let's take them. Let's go to Robert in Vermont. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Mark. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Wonderful. What's on your mind? Great. Mark, I, I wanted to ask you a question. I know that on several occasions, because I've listened to you guys for a while, you brought up the fact that, you know, that you're a convicted felon and yep. you were in the system and stuff like that. But you, if, if memory serves me correct, your conviction was overturned, wasn't it? Not the conviction, no. I had an option, uh, Robert, where um, basically... I got uh, some sworn testimony testimony from my co-defendant, which I'm sure I have someplace, but I haven't <laughs> haven't been able to put my hands on it in years. Um, where you know I got it notarized and that kind of thing, where he basically came out with the, what happened in the uh, hotel room, and okay, so- I, I had the option of taking the case back to trial. However, at that same time, within a couple of months, a Supreme Court case of which I was a party because it was a class action suit was one on my side so i was going to go home in like nine months and three months to work release so to me that was the same as home so i could either go home in a course of months or i could take it back to trial and it could take 
a couple of years in the county jail, which is the worst kind of uh, confinement. In prison, at least you can go out in, in the sun and things like that. County jail, you can't. My, 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 what I'm getting, trying to get at is, is that you were cleared of everything, correct? No. Nope. I was not. Um, I, I exited jail as a convicted felon. I had the option of doing other, attempting to do otherwise. I doubt I would have exited as not a convicted felon, but I would have exited as not a convicted murderer. Because I was there, and by the law's standards, I am, you know, I hold guilt. And oh, I don't try to. I, I don't try to say that I was that I wasn't in, involved in any way. I certainly was involved, and I have the responsibility for that. Um, I didn't kill anybody. You're in a tough spot right, too, I mean, Mark, because you can't because of the son of Sam laws. You really can't talk about it that much on the radio. I have to kind of dance around it because I'm making a living. Right. On, it, it, I I understand, and I'm not and I'm not trying to to throw you underneath the bus or anything. I'll, I didn't understand that part of sure. the circumstance, so we'll just end that part of the conversation. If you'd like. <laughs> but, what, but what I did want to say, another thing I wanted to say was that I got a chance to go down. My wife and I went down to go to Keene on Saturday. Oh. And we, and we took a look at the, at the, uh, the, uh, the new uh, Bearcat? vehicle that the police has, the, 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 the thing that people call a tank. Yeah, the Bearcat? The Bearcat. And I, 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 you know, I went back home after I looked at it and everything, and I typed in the word, I Googled tank. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I don't understand why people are calling that a tank. To me, a tank is something that has tracks on it. Yeah. I think that and it's hi- hyperbolic it. to call it a tank. Yeah. It's most accurate. And when we, we were talking about it more on the air, we would make it clear that it was an armored vehicle. But it's, it's an armored truck. Um, it's like a... It's like a Brinks truck, and you could put a turret turret on the top of it. It has gun ports and things like that. Right. And one of the other things I noticed too is that when I googled that, you know, the the Bearcat itself, that they have a uh, that there's like a, there's a I don't know what they call it. it's like a like a big large paddle, mm-hmm. the square paddle that sits on the top there, the turret there, mm-hmm. and they hit a button, and there's some kind of it's like a high pitched squealing sound. Oh, to disperse the crowd. The crowd dispersion. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's got to be something that's. Oh boy, yep. you'll disperse. I mean, yeah. To to some extent, so it's this I'd crowd. I'd disperse com- if I saw that thing coming from a mile away. <laughs> and, and that's really what it comes down to: is uh, like the right to protest is it it hinges right on the edge of mob violence. You know, when people get upset about something enough to go to the streets, it's a short walk from protest to 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 riot, and. Uh, you know, so I mean, I see why governments want to have these things, but the government was the problem in, in a lot of cases for the protest in the first place. Well, they also love to have big toys to play with, don't they? And certainly that. I mean, that are funded at in, someone else's expense. In Keene, the reason they took it is because it was free. They would have never bought it. Um, you know, they, yeah, it was free they got to them. Some grant. I wonder well, if they. You know, that's, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> yep. Robert, well, I appreciate anyways, the call. Uh, it was good talking with you guys, and I'll get off so somebody else can. Thanks, Robert. I appreciate the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Yeah, they took delivery of the uh, the Bearcat here in Keene this week. So that Stephanie- is really. I mean, I know there were so many people working so hard in Keene, including Ian, who is the you know the other six nights of the week he's on Free Talk Live. He worked so hard, you know, to try to not get that in Keene, but yeah. ultimately, the state is a very powerful apparatus, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, just because people don't want it doesn't mean they're not going to have it. You know, they, it was uh, basically the way the, the county commissioner yeah, saw it. because they don't care what you think. City council saw it was, it was free. Yeah. You know, why, why, should, why wouldn't we take something that's free? So are we going back to this this uh, Christmas yeah. shopping thing? Or I want to know what? about the buying triggers for Christmas shopping. I think that this okay. is useful right there's, now. There's really only two more. Okay. And we, we started off the show talking about these. Well, we might as well finish them up. But this is just, in case you're just tuning in, um, this is just so people can know about these things that might um, encourage people, I guess, to buy more stuff without them really even being conscious of it. So you can know about these things and maybe you can be resistant to those manipulations <laughs> you'll definitely want to know what uh, triggers you so okay what i i agree with this next one a lot i think this is really integral in the psychology of buying i guess you could say um so the article here from psychology today interviews this just a woman who was at the mall mm-hmm. and asked her how does she feel when she was doing her shopping and um She said, I think I'm kind of hyped up. There are so many people here and so many bargains. I feel like I'm going to miss out or that they'll get the deal before me. And so they're saying that this this attitude of um, pressure, you know, of competition for the best deals and anxiety that you're not going to get them. That is a very powerful motivator. Absolutely. This is uh, creating urgency in the buying process. Yeah. Um, Everybody who's listening to me has uh, has felt urgency in the buying process. And then for whatever reason, they step down. And, you know, maybe a week, a couple of weeks later, a month later, they thought, you know what? I don't actually need that. Or there's yeah. a better thing to solve my problem or whatever. Right. But All, any car salesperson is going to say, what do I have to do to get you in this car today? Yeah. Today. Right? Yeah. They, yep. every, it's always, you know, act now. Don't miss out on this great deal. And when you're in the midst of a bunch of crowds, crowds are very stressful mm-hmm. for human beings. You know, and people are fighting over deals and sure. stuff in some cases. But let's also forget, uh, not forget that there are times when, uh, you know, that cre- artificially created urgency is a good thing to have uh, on your side. So yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. So and then the final thing that um, encourages people to buy stuff is uh, is touch and how things how the displays are set up. Mm-hmm. Um, so and even the temperature. So there was an experiment done where people who held a warm um, pad. Okay. It, like uh, spent 43% more money than those holding a cold pad while they were shopping. So that has something to do with it. And then I don't know if I'd be happy being hot buying. (laughs) Well, I guess at least warm. Yeah. Like they they do kind of crank up the temperature in the malls when you go in there, I guess. It's been years since I've been to one. Well, also deciding. I remember them being warm. uh, You know, you're you're deciding who um, different people have different preferences as far as temperatures go. Mm -hmm. Women tend to like it a little warmer than men tend to like it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're smaller and just, uh, you know, don't hold the heat as well or whatever it is. But um, you'll often find, uh, you know, the more likely to wear sweaters and things. (laughs) Yeah, there's that too. Uh, The other thing is that people are naturally, apparently are naturally drawn toward the center of displays, according to this article. Hmm. So what they do is put the expensive items in the center of Hmm. the displays. And and then also the second most alluring position is just to the right of center, which is where right handed people are going to gravitate. I see. And most people are right handed. Ninety five percent or something like that. That was not like 90. But OK. OK. Yeah. Yes. Somewhere up above 90. I'm actually left handed, which. OK. Now I'll get on my uh, my soapbox about this. It's definitely a righty's world. Oh, I, <laughs> it certainly is. I mean, <laughs> most things are designed for right handed people. Well, I mean, it, I, and, and it's pretty obvious that uh, left handed people are possessed by the devil. So, I mean, we wouldn't <laughs> want to do. I feel pretty devilish myself. <laughs>
Yeah. So I, I grew up in a left-handed world. My mother oh, is really? left-handed. So all that crazy stuff that goes on that, uh, you know, you lefties, the wrong way to do things. <laughs> I, you know, I had to kind of work around these things. Every pair of scissors in my house was a pair of left-handed scissors. Mm. So, Musical instruments, yeah, uh, desks, cars, um, even like tables. You know, when you're sitting at a table and you're the only left-handed one, you have to either sit on the end or yeah. <laughs> or next to someone else who's left-handed. Yep, you yeah. have to keep that uh, weird kind of clunking device away from other people because they're <laughs> trying to eat. Yeah, you have to put them on the end of the table because yeah. that's all that's really going to work. I can't say it bothers me too much, and I'm really glad, actually, that I was never forced to write with my right hand. I know a lot of people who were even, like, hit when they would hit right with their left hand, which is just, they're just doing what's natural to them. Sure. It's kind of tragic. 855-450-3733. Next, kicking up the third hour of Free Talk Live. Boys holding hands? We can talk about boys holding hands. <laughs> Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. We have been all over the board this evening. As so. usual. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's off limits here on Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733, including men holding hands. Oh, yeah. So... Stephanie, you have a men holding hands article that uh, you... I do. Unfortunately, it's not voluntarily that they're holding hands. Okay. Um, so basically, this article is from NBCLatino.com and uh, by Aaron Carrasquillo. Adrian, excuse me. And so the story goes that there's a high school in Mesa, Arizona, uh-huh. where there were two young men who got into a fist fight okay. during school. All right. And the principal punished them by forcing them to sit for an hour and hold hands with each other. Hmm. And while they were doing this, the other students were gathering around laughing at them and uploading pictures of them holding hands to Facebook. So like the stocks. Yeah. So this is basically. Uh, you know some sort of shaming um, yeah. exercise. This is another example of, I think, a story that we've been seeing a lot lately. I mean, a similar story mm-hmm. where people are punished by shaming them in some way, like they're forced to hold a sign that says, I'm an idiot. Remember yeah. the woman that drove up on the curb or yep. something? And uh, then there was a, a young lady who had to hold the sign that said, uh, I think you talked about it with Julia on the air. You were, uh, There was a young lady who had to hold a sign that said, I sneak boys in at 3 a.m. and disrespect my parents. I don't remember that one, but uh, it doesn't sound impossible. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, 
another one before that that said, I can't get good grades and I'm going to fail, you know, fail out of school if I don't get my life together. Mm-hmm. And that there, this was a kid having to hold this sign up at an intersection or something like that. And usually when you see a picture of it, they're covering their face because they're like ashamed and they don't want to be sure. seen in these humiliating Situations. circumstances, which I really can't. It's really blame close them. to the stocks, you yeah. know, the pillory. And um, so, I mean, I really disagree with this for a number of reasons, but I think that this is kind like the most unfortunate part about this is, okay, these two young men got in a fight. Nobody bothered to understand, you know, why they got into a fight or try to help them develop their skills to be able to work out a problem without using violence. Instead, what they did was humiliate and shame them. And that is in no way going to stop them from getting in a fight the next time. I mean, maybe it would, but it's not helping them to Maybe it would a little bit because they don't want to be shamed, Mm -hmm. but not because they genuinely want to work out a problem without violence with their friend. You know what I mean? I tend to think that these sort of negative oriented punishments, um, you know, probably should be reserved for the very worst cases. And that, um, you know, when people get inventive in the area of punishments, I'd like them to see them get invented, um, inventive in uh, areas of positive punishment, you know, more po- positive. How do you have a positive punishment? Well, let, let's say that these kids, instead of, you know, the results of this fight, these kids, you know, went with a counselor for an hour and talked about what their issue was and came to some kind of conclusion. Mm-hmm. Maybe the counselor has them hold hands or look e- into each other's eyes during this, uh, this situation. I don't know exactly. That doesn't sound like a punishment, though. That sounds like a helping them all right well whatever the intervention you know whatever term one wishes to use a more positive intervention i'd like to see more of these things done Mm -hmm. but when you've got a paradigm set up like public school where people are forced to pay into it i mean it's it's a top-down hierarchical sort of negative reinforcement system from the very beginning that's true i think the whole culture of of government schools and even families to it to an extent is one of of domination. It's like you are on the bottom of the food chain, you as a student, mm-hmm. and you do whatever we say, and we're going to beat up on you, we're going to look down on you, embarrass you, humiliate you, and you're supposed to come out of this a good person? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. But I think it's more interesting the uh the hand-holding aspect and why it's um uh, why it's being vilified here. Yeah, that's a that's another uh, element to this story, I guess. People are upset because the well, first of all, it's saying that it's shameful to show affection, right, between two men. And there's another component, too. There are lots of people, I guess, on Twitter who were uh, responding to tweets of this picture of mm-hmm. the students holding hands and saying that, you know, this is homophobic at its core because it's trying to embarrass them by showing them um, holding hands with each other. Too I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, that's, so that's that's somebody putting an assessment to the punishment. I don't know. But um, it would make sense that if you put them out in public, that that's that they're going to be made fun of. Right. But maybe yeah, the principal's it... thinking to himself that this will make this more n- normal or whatever. I don't know. Oh, um, I kind of t- Tossing that. in the homophobia thing is uh, somebody railroading, sidetracking the issue, in my opinion. You know, I... saying... I think, I've got a favorite issue, and I want to talk about that instead of this. Well, do you think there's a double standard here? Like, for instance, if two girls got into a fist fight or young women in mm-hmm. a high school and they were forced to hold hands with each other, do you think it would be as big of a deal? No, I don't. Yeah. So I think there is a double standard there, right? I see a double standard, but, yeah. you know, I think that has more to do with uh, so why does men it... and, affe- and affection. Okay. So, yeah. So why does our culture think so 
uh, look down on men who express affection I don't know, but each it's, other. it's really kind of interesting. I, there are pictures of uh, George Bush Jr. holding hands with uh, some fellow who's wearing... Saudi Arabian princes. Some kind of like sheet on his head or something <laughs> like that. And I don't know any... I have no idea uh, you know, who this guy is or whatever. I haven't searched it. I think it's <laughs> like King Fod, isn't it? Maybe. It, I bet you it is, King yeah. Fod. And I could just imagine what it's like, you know, walking along with some world leader that you're meeting there and, uh, you know, you guys are supposed to be hitting it off or whatever. And then he kind of gives you that, uh, you know, the the kind of flip to your hand that you give the, the girlfriend in order to let her know that it's hand-holding time. Um, <laughs> you know, like, that would be really, really uncomfortable for me. I would just be really surprised by that. I'm not against men holding hands or being affectionate or anything like that. I don't think it's gay. I think that it's... It would be very strange, though, if some guy w- that wanted to hold my hand. I don't have a man in my life uh, that would want to hold my hand. My dad would have been the, you know, Jack, my four-year-old, but I'm, he's not a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad would have wanted to hold my hand at certain times. Certainly, he's he's deceased now. Yeah. So it's, you know, it it's interesting. Um, interesting as as far as these things go. Let's let's take a call from uh, Dave in Keene. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Y'all. Um, those people that, did you hear the follow-up story to that? To what? No. The guys holding hands. Okay. No. They fell in love. No, I'm just God, That's funny. That's a joke. <laughs> I should be bad. Yeah, because there's a magic gay button in their hand, and then yeah. when another dude touches it, they automatically become gay. It would be a nice turnout, you know, twist yeah. it from bad to good. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> But I was going to say about the swearing, I know I'm switching subjects really fast, but, okay. um, like, I was thinking about it, and I think there's only, like, two swears that are, like, really bad. Okay. That can't be said out of... On the so radio? Like, I think so. Okay, well, I, I can tell you there's four that I would not, uh, I, I don't think you can get away with. Go ahead. I'll say one. There's two that are required context, I think. Mm-hmm. And there's two that don't require context. And I think right. the ones that don't require context, in for my guess, which I'm probably missing something because I'm sure you know way better than I do, Mark. Right, but no, no. Stephanie, too. But I was going to say the C word. There's for, two C you know, words. And the other C word. There's, there's a C word that, of course, is about context. Uh, it could refer to, um, you know, the cock crowing in the morning. That's oh, fine. that one, yeah. Right. And then, yeah, the other one doesn't require context. Right, the see you next Tuesday. Um, that is, or if we uh, talked about Immanuel Kant, right? Right, uh, that one, the philosopher. There's uh, that, that's that's kind of a putting an accent though on the, the word. Sure. And so there's almost no. Some context people pronounce for, it exactly like "see you next okay. Tuesday." Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's Kant. Okay. But um, and the F word, of course. Yep. Yeah. And now, as I understand the F word, that there's some you. <sighs> So it can be used as an expletive, as an expletive, but it would not be necessarily used as the actual act, um, that there might be some issues there. Now, obviously, on Free Talk Live, we don't use it at all, but right. that there might be some you know, possible use, um, use there, too. There's uh, the S-bomb. Um, the, oh, that one. I yeah, forgot. That one's uh, certainly dirty. But as I understand, you can use the past tense of it without too much trouble because it's kind of like old-timey. Huh. Like the, the English version? That sounds great. Yeah, with the, with an A instead of an I. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as I understand right. it. You know, these are just All thoughts. Right, well. Thanks for the call, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> 855-450-3733. Now you got your dirty word teaching for the day. <laughs>
The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. Buyemergencyfoods.com is the place to go to get foods in case of an emergency um, you know some things can happen in this world and you never know what certainly with the way things are right now there's not even any way to replicate um, any way to guess what's going to happen as far as uh, you know an inflationary spiral on the dollar a cur- currency collapse or anything like that or what that's going to look like um, it, it's difficult to know certainly we know what happens with uh, major uh, you know weather disasters and it's always a good idea to have a certain amount of food on uh, on hand also think about all the people who've lost their jobs um, in the last few years what if they'd had some food at the house stored they wouldn't have to go if they bought while well, they had money that's right, right. yep that's and, smart yeah it's 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 a great idea buyemergencyfoods.com for whatever emergency might come your way it's a great idea to have them now one of the concerns that my wife had when we were looking at emergency foods last year was she didn't like the types of foods that they had available that were freeze dried or uh, dehydrated or whatever um, for you know storage well, buyemergencyfoods.com solves all that. There's zero MSGs, no artificial flavors, 100% certified GMO-free, and they're the only one that puts an oxygen absorber in every nitrogen-flushed Mylar pouch. That's important because it matters for freshness in the future. And you'd think all that would cost more, but in fact, they're about half of what the industry standard is as far as costs go. You can go there and buy enough food for two people for one year for less than four thousand dollars. Now they've got obviously smaller amounts that you know they'll cost a little bit more, but you know that's really incredible. I mean, two thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, we sp- we spend a lot more than two thousand dollars a year on food per individual in my house, and I had some of this stuff uh, yesterday. The and I think the enchilada um, dish. It was great. Uh, I brought it to Ian. He thought it was great. Um, Laura really enjoyed it. So, you know, there's three people that, uh, you know, enjoyed it. And there's leftovers, by the way, from those three servings. Um, There's enough. And Jack had some. And there's enough left over to even have some more. They say it's uh, four servings, but it was even more than that. So mm. I, I honestly cannot recommend more highly buyemergencyfoods.com. That sounds great. I mean, I think that they're catering to a specific you know, a lot of people who are interested in survivalism and preparedness are also interested in health and eating, um, eating in a certain style. Yep. So. And they have vegetarian and gluten-free options. It's um, and what I thought was very interesting is there's this comparable chart over there at buyemergencyfoods.com. You have to kind of go looking a little bit for it um, when they compare to the competition, but it's well worth looking at. Um, it you know that S on it is very important. By the way, it's buyemergencyfoods. 
com. Use coupon code FTL when you uh, check out to get 5% off their already low prices. Free shipping, buyemergencyfoods.com. Let's go to Bruce in Indiana. Bruce, you're on Free Talk Live. Great. How how are you guys doing tonight? All's well. What's on your mind? Great. I I listen to your show. I've been listening to it for a, a few months. I don't always agree with what you have to say, but in, <laughs> in this situation... We had a nickel for every time somebody said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I am on the same page with you uh, folks about an incident that uh, took place, and tell me if you've heard this before. Uh, a guy in the county out here um, called the police on a vandalism call. Somebody broke out his window out here in the county, okay. in the rural area. Uh, the backstory is this guy is not all there. He was a mentally challenged person. You mm-hmm. know, he had some problems. Neighbors knew that, knew his story and everything. So the deputies come out and they answer the call and things aren't going too well as he's trying to explain the situation. I guess he's not getting the results or get, uh, hearing what he wants to hear, the citizen. Mm-hmm. They get into a confrontation and he picks up uh, uh, several things, a pipe, a uh, hatchet, um, this is all according to police. Now, nobody knows this because we don't have a, a record, of, you know, a recording of this. They didn't have video. Right. But he starts throwing things at them from a distance. and um, Trying to keep them away. Right. Trying to keep them at a, at, at a, at a nice distance. And they're, they're, they're yelling back and forth and going at it. They try to tase him, and apparently they missed. Mm-hmm. They weren't good enough at what they were doing. They well, missed. It, it, it's and it's not the easiest on. thing in the world, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, they kept, this kept up and it escalated, um, and they shot him dead. Mm. Wow. He, he's dead. Yeah. This was about a week ago. And, it, you know, it seems, obviously, it's a big topic around here, and people have been going back and forth on it. This is in but Indiana? Me, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And to me, I mean, it just, uh, I got to tell you, it just seems like it was... Uh, Overreaction by the deputies. Uh, we got one dead person, and this guy. Uh, I mean, I guess the moral of the story is don't bring a knife or a hatchet to a gunfight uh, because this this guy obviously didn't have a chance. Once they decided to use deadly force, and they both fired on him. It wasn't just one deputy; it was two deputies firing on him. Hmm. Like they put five shots in him. Yeah, and I'll say uh, overreaction sounds like an. Understatement, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's 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 a tough situation. I mean, when you're dealing with the mentally ill, um, you know, I mean, in the United States, it became unpopular in the 60s and 70s. Institutionalization became unpopular as an idea. And so now you have, you know, the mentally ill out in communities. Families are on the front lines in this battle. Um, there's no doubt about it. And then you send in police officers who completely untrained. If you're dealing with a coherent individual who's throwing hatchets, um, like maybe it's a time to, to defend oneself. Maybe it's not. I mean, I don't know how far that taser goes, but I wouldn't think it would go much more than 25 feet. So... I don't know that I'd want to be within 25 feet of a person, of a coherent person that's reasonably good at hatchet throwing, that's throwing hatchets. Um, right. There's so, certainly, I mean, there must be ways. You and I aren't and experts on this. I'm not excusing this. this, Bruce. It's just you, tough. You and I aren't experts on this, Mark, but there must be ways, if you're trained in this sort of thing, to de-escalate a situation like that, whether you're dealing exactly. with a mentally uh, competent person mm-hmm. or or not so competent, you know? Well, the best thing is to have a family member on site, somebody right. that that, pers- that individual but, trusts but to the, talk to the them. But the point is the police don't de-escalate things. They The situation spiraled out of control yeah. is what yeah. it sounds like. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not always on the side of the citizen in every case, but... 
this is a situation where uh, being mentally incapacitated like he was, I, I don't know what you do exactly. I wasn't there. But I, after they used their tasers and that didn't work, um, but he, he had already thrown everything he was going to throw. <laughs> but, you know, paramedics <laughs> and EMTs, paramedics and EMTs deal with this stuff all yeah. the time and they don't shoot anybody. Yeah. Yep. Right. That's what I'm talking about. It's just too much. It's just too much. Yep. Um, and so now, of course, they're having their investigation. Uh, they always come out with a line that uh, uh, they felt the officers did what they had to do, which is kind of a blanket statement. I mean, yep. I just, uh, it's bothered a lot of people around here. It happened about two miles west of me. And I'm kind of, a, to myself, I'm kind of a loner. I live my life basically away from the mainstream. It's always concerned me. I mean, I'm a law-abiding citizen. You know, I don't yeah, but if they decide trouble. to come after you, who's going to tell your story, right? Yeah. Exactly. I kind of, you know, and so when this kind of stuff comes up, it really concerns me. Yeah. And um, so having said that, um, I'm going to change directions completely and ask you one thing. Hold on. Hold on. Hold the line. I'll let you come back and ask your question here. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. It's a SACL toll-free call in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Getting down to the end of the wire here where, whoops, excuse me, where uh, you won't, there was something <laughs> there floating in front of, there was a thing floating in my face, I went to squat it and there went the microphone. See, you should be watching the cam at cam.freetalklive.com <laughs> to catch these these little you wouldn't have things. any idea what i float what i swatted at because it would have been you know not even really visible on the cam i just look like i've lost my mind <laughs> one of the realities of a world where with fiat currencies is the state inflates the currency base to fund its wars it's mathematically impossible however for anyone to inflate bitcoins if the world used bitcoins governments would have to think long and hard about who they were going to blow up antiwar.com is having its fund drive right now and they're taking bitcoins Go to antiwar.freetalklive.com and donate to this worthy organization. That's a link we've linked to in order to make it easy to find their Bitcoin donation page. They're, they've not yet implemented on their regular donation page. Um, you can donate in regular dollars at antiwar.com also. But if, if you go through antiwar.freetalklive.com, you can donate there in Bitcoins. And they're the only organization out there that's reporting news that isn't slant towards war. It's antiwar.freetalklive.com. So we were uh, talking to Bruce um, about an incident uh, in outside of Evansville in the, the county, but you uh, said you wanted to change directions, Bruce. Yeah, and I'm just going to uh, make a quick statement. Have you heard of the song uh, that Bobby Darren uh, sang, Simple Song of Freedom? Have you heard that? No, but I think I'll listen to it. 
I think it'd be a, almost be a, a nice song for you to play. Um, it's got a wonderful message to it, and it's uh, by Bobby Darren. It's called Simple Song of Freedom. And if you get a chance to maybe play that on your show sometime for your listeners as well, I think it's a pretty good tune. I think. Are you, you suggesting that. we replace the long-haired devil music, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, more yeah uh, the the uh, mellow stuff. But uh, me too. No, it's okay. Your theme song's fine. But it is a good song with a good message, and uh, I, I really appreciate talking to you and getting through and uh, explaining that situation out here. Uh, uh, again, I don't agree with a lot you say, but on the, I've heard you uh, talk about other instances like this, and man, I'm right on the same page with you on this. So what's the other so, question you had? Well, that was it about no, that's the song. It, basically. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. That, Have we good, heard the simple song of freedom? Gotcha. I thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bruce. Um, you know, I'm going to take a listen to it and uh, see what it sounds like, and you know, maybe we'll play it on the show, or at least intro or something. I, don't I was kind of curious. I wish I had remembered to ask Bruce this, but I was kind of curious if he was like former law enforcement. He kind of, I don't know, something in his voice sounded a little bit like it, but maybe not. Hard to say. Let's go to Annie in St. Louis. Annie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. I hope you two are doing well. Thank you. Thanks. Same to you. Um, I am concerned with what's going on with Syria and how they're talking about weapons of mass destruction. Indeed. Yeah. And I've heard of this call before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sounds familiar. Yeah, exactly. Is, are people upset about this? Are people going to fall for it again? I mean, that there seemed to be a lot of outrage last time. Somebody said, I mean, "Oh yeah, why, this country." Why do we? Why do we care about Syria? When I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm sure there's things going on there that are wrong. But there's also things going on that are wrong in the Congo mm-hmm. and you know around the world. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do we care about Syria? Well, there there are th- terrible things going on there, and I I do care what happens. However, I think that as the the nation, the government itself has uh, shown that they don't care about uh, these places up to this point because they don't let people come across. I mean, you know, if if somebody yeah, from Syria can get over here, the United immigration States, standards, and then maybe they'll right. they'll really show some caring. Let right? let some of these people come to some place, go someplace else, and you know, work for a better life for themselves. I'm not saying give them a whole bunch of freebies. Let the churches and the charities take care of them, but let them come to some place where they can actually make a better life for themselves. And I think that that would show some real caring. But I, I'm worried that we're going to like put troops in there mm-hmm. and you know start a whole another you know thing like Iraq. Yeah, I think you've got a legitimate fear there, Annie. Yeah, it still hasn't ended. Yeah, yeah, well, it just keeps on. Well, they say that they don't have uh, you know troops in Iraq anymore, but who's guarding that uh, embassy? That's the side of a size of a shopping mall. I mean, it's a well, big place. Who's guarding the who's guarding the poppy fields in Afghanistan? U.S. troops. Mm. Yeah. We had a guy call in last night uh, who was a, a seven-time combat veteran who said that, uh, you know, he was a Marine, a uh, former Marine, and said that that's what, you know, the CIA was actually moving heroin. His claim was moving heroin to the United States in the back of C-5 galaxies. I, you know, the guy sounded legit as he could possibly sound. I can't. You know, I'm not the one to. I'm not going to call him a liar. I'm going to say that I believed every word he said. And well, I would totally believe that because I don't see any heroin addicts like 
screaming on those street corners if they can't get their hair away. <laughs> I I don't go to those street corners. <laughs> Doesn't mean the CIA is bringing it in, but yeah, I yep. can see I can see the point. Like they do. Have it's coming an, from somewhere, and they have an incentive to perpetuate the drug war, right? Just like all the government agencies. Yeah, well, anytime we have a war on anything, whether it's poverty or drugs or terrorism, it's ends up being the opposite. Yeah, it guarantees more of that thing. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. Indeed. Annie, thanks for the call. Thank you. 855-450-3733. One thing that the CIA also has an incentive for is more money for more operations. Mm-hmm. Um, this was what the Iran-Contra thing was about, was them generating money um, and sort of outside so that they could use that money to do whatever it was uh, that they were doing, getting arms to somebody. I don't know. I'd have to go through and look at it again. But somebody was buying arms for somebody and they were selling something somewhere. I don't know. But, um, I mean, you know, in this instance, maybe there's – I mean, heroin, it's a <laughs> – if you've got the the best place in the world to grow heroin and – You've got access to all those poppies and the product of that, and you can ship it over here where you can make a bunch of money, and then you can use that bunch of money to do whatever it is that you're going to, nefarious stuff you're going to do. Well, why not? There's a temptation there. Yeah, it's a big temptation. And apparently no one will ask. Uh, Clearly, all you have to do, you who are angry right now at what we're saying, we're saying, this can't possibly be true. These people are un-American. Step down for one second. Take take yourself a deep breath. Go to the nearest computer computing device. <laughs> find yourself a um, a internet browser and go to a search engine. I recommend startpage.com, but you can use Google or Bing or whatever you want to use and search soldier guarding poppy fields. S- switch to the image search and you can scroll down the hundreds and thousands, basically the same pictures. But, I mean, all these images that are available there. And you'll find lots of images of lots of U.S. soldiers guarding poppy fields in Afghanistan. Now, what are you going to do with that information? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Let's go to Brian, calling from Montana. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. Uh, good show tonight. Thank you. Just just had a quick uh, thing I wanted to relay to you guys um, you, were, you had the commercial for the emergency foods, right? Buyemergencyfoods.com, yes. Stocking up, well, yeah, I mean, what, it's two weeks until the end of the world, right? Right, well, what's the, <laughs> so, not exactly yeah. sure what that but, means. Um, you won't need food then. <laughs> Perhaps. But, um, but regardless, um, I did uh, just recently, we kind of do this once every year, and I just wanted to uh, offer up something for people who don't have uh, a lot of money to mm-hmm. be able to spend on the emergency food. Sure. Um, canned food, um, there's, you know, there's a couple ways you could go, but canned food is a great way to go, even though like usually you'll have, you know, about three years on the stuff you buy. And, uh, actually the cheapest source I found it to tell you the truth, unless you have a Costco to go to, which we don't hear, you can go to, um, shop.freetalklive.com. And buy it through Amazon. Really, they have canned food there. Yeah, very interesting. Oh, yeah, you could even can your own. Ton of it. They have real good shipping, real good customer service. Thanks for the tip, Brian. Show. Appreciate it. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. Eight five five four five zero free. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two. 
Buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call in line. You might be able to squeeze in a call here, 855-450-3733. It is the final segment of the Live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. I want to tell you about shop.freetalklive.com. Uh, the last caller just mentioned it. Uh, it's Amazon and I guess Newegg and a couple of other retailers there that uh, we have affiliate programs with. When you do your online shopping this year, and a lot of people are going to do a lot of online shopping through Amazon and Newegg, do it through shop.freetalklive.com, please. Why? Because it takes just an extra moment, and we get a huge benefit from it. We get uh, you know a percentage of of your purchase, and you know it's the same price, the same service that you're normally getting at Amazon. It's shop.freetalklive.com. So, and that's a big deal for us. Now, Stephanie, we were, you have another article there on, um, I guess they're going to be releasing genetically modified Skeeters in uh, Florida. Is that yeah, right? what could possibly go wrong with that plan? Huh? I don't know. And we can read that article here <laughs> in a second. But, you know, I, I, I still want to talk about this guy's holding hands thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting. You had, you showed me an article um, about, or a blog post where yeah, some guy I, had. I tweeted this out to the listeners, um, and you can follow us on Twitter at Free Talk Live, all one word, um, or, or like our Facebook page. Yeah, uh, just, just go through news.freetalklive.com, and then you can find all kinds of different ways to connect with the show. Yeah, so the, the thing that I shared with you before the show, Mark, and then tweeted out to our audience was a blog post post from a blog called The Art of Manliness, which is a very popular blog. Okay. A- and um, it's a it's a post that has all these pictures. And the pictures, I would say, are all, oh gosh, what's the time frame? They're all pre- World War II. Yeah, pre-1940s, I would mm-hmm. say. And they are just picture after picture of men in these very affectionate poses. Like some of them are sitting on each other's laps. Some of them are holding hands. They've got some their legs across each other. Touching each other's thighs, yep. you know, uh, hands around each other's necks. Some of them are like holding the other man yep. in their arms. And I mean, some of them are laying on top of each other in like uh, this <laughs> like group pyramid thing. Uh-huh. Um, there's, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a disturbing amount of affection between what by all uh, you know, rights uh, totally appear to be heterosexual men mm-hmm. and likely are. Um, yeah, I think that most of them are heterosexual, but um, I guess why do you say it's disturbing? Well, because it's uh, culturally different than what we're used to. Yeah. I and mean, so, but the question becomes why did that change? Why is it not normal? Oh, I have no now? idea, but it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fascinating that these guys, uh, generally men today, would, uh, okay. I will. I don't know what generally people think. I think of men in the past as being more manly, not less manly. And um, it's not very manly to caress. They another pooped man. in a hole in the ground. Of course, they're more manly. <laughs> so, right. But okay. these guys were. I mean, you know, they had no problem showing their affection towards other individuals, other men. No problem. And I, I, I I'm fascinated by this. I think it's very mm-hmm. interesting. I would be. 
disturbed by the idea of holding a hand, holding hands with a guy, especially in public. I mean, I, even private. I'm disturbed by the idea of holding men's hands. I mean, it just mm-hmm. doesn't, you know. I, I'm, Ian's my friend, I guess, sort of. I mean, we worked we've worked together for years. We know each other better than anybody else. I'm never going to hold his hand, mm-hmm. you know. So. Hmm, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I went to a camp, Mark, when I was a kid from mm-hmm. the ages of like nine to about 14, maybe. Okay. And it was an all girls camp. Okay. And um, at this camp, the girls would walk around and In 90s, uh, people's, hitting each other with pillows. people's fantasies are going to start going <laughs> Go off. But, uh, but literally, yes, they would walk around. Um, you know, in very like they didn't care really what they were wearing. They they kind of you know skimpy sometimes. It was the summer, right? Yep. Walking around in bathing suits and stuff. And a lot of times you'd see girls walking around holding hands with their arms around each other, mm-hmm. um, hugging, kissing on the cheek. You know, and these were pretty young girls, so it wasn't like it. It didn't have a sexual really tone to mm-hmm. me. It was just affection, and I thought that was touching i you think know, women but, can get away with the hand holding a bit more than, than well, men can yeah that's the thing there is a double standard about and i that. would be very interested i'd love to see and talk to uh, you know some two guys holding hands standard american guys because i think you're more likely to see it from uh foreigners that they don't have the hang-ups and you know even a father son mm-hmm. that if the son's full grown you know a 25 year old son holding his uh, dad's hand walking through the mall mm-hmm. you know why would we consider this strange but we would. Right. Well, you said before off the air that you thought this might occur more often in gender segregated groups because yep. like to see heterosexual people holding hands with the same sex or being affectionate because people need touch. Right. Yes. And they, they're going to get it from wherever they can. As basically. mentioned on the air here, I was in prison for going on nine years. And I can tell you there was a lot more affection go in, in you know, physical affection in, in prison than I experience out here. And it doesn't bother me because I'm getting my touch. I'm getting you need human to human interaction. People need that. And. Uh, you know, so it doesn't bother me uh, that I'm not getting the male to male human in touch. It doesn't that that's not that doesn't affect me. But it, it, it certainly occurred more. Guys were more likely to hang their uh, arms over each other's shoulders. They were more likely to I, I don't back know. Back rubs, just, trading back rubs. Well, there was a, you, I told you about this. <laughs> that, that's a funny anomaly is I had a roommate that would uh, sell back rubs to people and it wasn't gay at all. You just can't get a back rub in jail. Sure. And <laughs> yeah. so it's it feels good. <laughs> it, it's a very strange thing. And I was always kind of disturbed by it. But and I never paid him for a back rub. But I did trade back rubs with the guy. Where does the guy who gives back rubs give get back rubs? So it's a it, I mean, it. It all sounds so sexual because we've sexualized jail. We've sexualized well, prison. I think t- touch in general is has been sexualized yeah, in society. Yeah. And even though, you know, you and I live in a world where it's co- completely co-ed, you know, mixed genders. Yep. I, I think it's not considered appropriate to just touch your friends, really. Like, I try to touch people when I'm talking to them. I think that it's a great thing to do. Some people get really uncomfortable about that, though, because... Some like there are elements in our culture that equate all touch with sex, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily sexual. Sure, you know, it, you can touch, you can hug your friend, and it's just a hug, right. and you're just friends, right? But I can't say that there aren't women that I hug at times that I think sexual things about. And, sure, you know, I mean, sometimes when I hug men, I think like sort of I'm not, you know, like 
what are people thinking? Yeah, you know, like the these things count, go, yeah. these ideas go, hugs are sex, sexualized. Yeah. Whether we will like it or not, um, you know, I don't like it. I don't want are, it to be that way. There are lots of people, though, that say that if, um, peop- if it were more acceptable socially to just touch in a more casual way, that, that the touch isn't necessarily attached to sex, like it could be, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm then it would be a more peaceful world. And actually, there's a thing, I don't know if you ever heard about this, it's called Cuddle Parties. Mm. There's a website called the cuddleparty.org or something yeah. like that. And um, they have instructions about how to have these get-togethers where people just put on pajamas and then they go and cuddle with each other, you know, sober, no no drinking and drugs, and just hang out and bond with each other. Mm. And it's not a sexual thing. It, You know, I guess it could be if you want it to be, but it doesn't have to be. And everybody's free to say, no, I don't want to cuddle with you or whatever. And they just can. It's okay. It's acceptable in that space. Mm. But yeah, I can totally, my barriers come up when uh, when we talk about this. There's no yeah. way I'm going to go to this party. You know? <laughs> really? <laughs> like it's all been, needy as it possibly could be. And, oh, wow. Well, I've been to a cuddle party before. Okay. And I guess this one didn't follow the rules. It it definitely turned into more of a orgy type situation. Okay. You know, so. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, a lot of the people there were intoxicated in uh, different ways. Uh-huh. And it was a large space where it was sort of a... I don't know if the first rule of cuddle parties, you're not supposed to talk about cuddle parties. But, uh, you don't have to give so names. Like, Just go ahead and tell us what yeah, happened. Yeah, sure. This is anonymous. But <laughs> So it was in a large open space. And so you could see everything that was going on. Uh-huh. And there were various types of people. And it, it was a... <laughs> it was a. <laughs> They're cuddling in the missionary position, cuddling. Uh, no, I was spooning. I was laughing because Cuddle. there was a little bit of a gender imbalance, so there okay. were a little bit fewer women than there were huh, what men. What a surprise! Okay. Well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, not all of them are like that, though. Like a lot of them have more women, because okay. more women would be likely to go to a cuddle party, right? Cause it's I more don't accept- know what acceptable to cuddle with I, females. I, I don't know. I don't know. This doesn't enter my realm of acceptable. Yeah, I, mean, is- <laughs> I think the reason it went. It, it sort of spiraled beyond the purpose the that was like stated on the official cuddle party rules was yeah. was that there were the Queensberry rules for cuddling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> was that a lot of people were no were intoxicated, uh-huh. you know. But I mean the people who had this party did make it a really um heroic effort to explain to everybody beforehand that right. like no <laughs> means around no it. means no. No, uh-huh. nobody was drunk okay. or anything at that point, but they had an opening circle where people talked about it and tried right. to get to know each other. And, and they said, you know, that no means no, maybe okay. means no, right? Okay. Yes means yes. Okay. And uh, what does, how would maybe mean no? Well, sometimes people say maybe when they aren't um, feeling safe to say no or they, they don't want to say no. All right. No. So those are the rules for the event. If, yeah. no, if, if the rules for the event, okay, I don't think the rules for life is that maybe means no. I think the rules for life is uh, if maybe yeah. maybe means keep going and I'll tell you if I want to, if I mean no. <laughs> well, it's nice to have no mean no and yes mean yes at any I rate. like that. Yeah. Um, it, and, and I'd like other people to follow those rules too. Yeah. Life is just a big cuddle party here on Free Talk Live. Freetalklive.com for your cuddling needs for the next 21 oh, hours. Gosh. <laughs> Freetalklive.com. It's been Mark. And Steph. 